you know, do some reflection and, and take yourself out of it. Look at it from the big picture of the business and the industry and the trends and how you can support that. I- Welcome to Talking Points, the podcast powered by the Planck Center for aspiring and up-and-coming communications professionals. We're your hosts, Sunny Franks-Miller, Andrew Cook, and Carolyn Locke. We'll be bringing you exclusive conversations with both emerging and seasoned professionals to talk about various topics associated with our Planck Center resource guides, which are available for free on the Planck Center website, by the way. From mentorship to workplace confidence to making big moves, you'll hear it all from the brightest minds in the field. This season is tied to the theme of making the next big move. In the upcoming episodes, we'll talk about what happens when you're going for that next big promotion, looking to grow within your current role, or deciding it's time to leave for the next great opportunity. So join us every week as we shine a light on the new voices in our field, learn from industry experts, and talk about the future we aim to build together. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of the Plank Center's podcast, Talking Points. We're your hosts, Andrew Cook. And I'm Carolyn Locke. And today we'll be focusing our um, theme of the episode around the expansion as part of our Making the Next Big Move resource guide. Um, the expansion, you know, expanding within a role is, you know, often less formal and less glamorous than a promotion, but it isn't less important. Um, knowing how to identify opportunities to grow within your role and take on more responsibility can help you set that up for your next big opportunity. And today we have with us the lovely Tian Ho. She is a communications and public affairs executive who has had experience growing in many roles across many different industries, including sports, government, restaurants, and entertainment. So welcome, Tian, to Talking Points. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to speak with us and the rest of the Emerging Leaders audience who will be joining us on this call today. Uh, It is my pleasure. Hi. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but to kick things off, um, we'd just love to, for you to walk us through your career and kind of how you got to where you are now. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to be here. I'm really honored to have this conversation with both of you and your audience. Um, I think to, I've been thinking about how I got here a lot. I think about how I get here every day. And I think um, what I'd like to just kind of step back on and think about is really the purpose, right? And I think like after I think about how I've gotten here, um, there's been a red thread um, throughout my career and something that I I find now to be my North Star and my why. And I think I'll start with that and then it will make sense um, the way my career has really kind of shaped up. Um, But after many, many years of uh, figuring things out in my career, I really truly believe that my purpose is to build communities um, by connecting people through shared stories and lived experiences. Um, I came to this um, given the different roles I've had, different results I've had, um, and things that really light me up um, inside and just made my work more purposeful. And this truly has been a North Star for me um, and uh, a big purpose-driven um, way to think about how I choose my career. So uh, first and foremost, I never wanted to be in PR. I never wanted to be in communication. Didn't know that kind of life existed. Um, I wanted to tell stories. And the only way I knew how to tell stories was through um, journalism. And that's really what I wanted to do, right? Um, I started um, seeing the communities around me and the pain and, and the struggle, but also the joy. And those were the things that within my community, I really wanted to share. 
um, having grown up in like downtown LA and all. So my, my purpose was really to tell stories. Um, but that took a real big side track uh, when uh, the Dodgers actually started an internship program in my high school. Um, this, I, I didn't like sports. <laughs> Couldn't play. I never got picked for any sports in my life. Uh, but they, they had a publication department there. And I interned there as a 10th grader. And that really just sparked um, a relationship that I didn't think could exist. And this is why I think communities are so important and corporations, when they do um, outreach, that they have such an impact on a lot of lives in there. So um, um, went to Pepperdine, um, got a call right before summer of uh, my first year in college by an old high school, uh, high school teacher. And he's like, hey, the Dodgers need an intern in their community relations department. Do you want to make some money and intern there during the summer? Yes, of course. Right. So I was the catch all. I wrote fan letters. I replied to fan mail. I did whatever it took. And we didn't even have the Internet back then, guys. So that was my experience. It, I quickly pivoted from this journalism career into a community relations role because I saw the impact I was really making um, and connecting the communities along with the stories and really connecting people through lived experiences at a very super junior naive kind of level, but it felt good and it felt right. So I actually um, worked there um, after graduation. Um, I worked there for six seasons, um, met so many. I mean, it's just incredible the the mentorship I had there along with the community folks who have built the basis of my career. So um, when it was time, I joined Panda Restaurant Group, right? Um, as you know, Panda owns um, Panda Express. And um, I actually joined um, more so because I had government relations background. Um, I was there to help them build the stores. They were at growth mode. It was 500 stores when I came there. And by the time I left, it was over 2,000 stores. And I think there's 3,000 restaurants at this point. So they wanted to build restaurants. I knew how to... Um, work the city and help navigate that. But while I was doing that, I was going to Hawaii, I was going to different places to help build the stores. In terms of permits, people didn't know who Panda was, right? So they're like, I don't, there wasn't a, a um, there wasn't a personal connection when I was telling them about the Panda story. They assumed it was just like this big giant organization with like no heart and they're just trying to sell fake Chinese food and blah, 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 right? Which really got on my nerves because um, the founder are lovely, lovely people. They work their butts off. And it just was such a great family story. I needed to tell that story. So the opportunity came in which it's like, hey, I know I'm in this government relations role, but I need to tell your story and I need the material to tell this story. I need to go out there. And they're like, why don't you just create it? Right. So there's that opportunity there um, that was presented to me to really create this corporate communications function. And I work with our CMO and our founder. It became a corporate communications function. Um, that was fantastic and helped my career. And uh, more importantly, we were able to build stores and really build um, relationships and understanding of who Panda really is. Um, I stay within the, the corporate world a little bit with restaurants um, after Panda. I stayed there for 12 years, um, which looking back was amazing. I, I mean, I, I probably one of the best places I've ever worked in my entire life. Um, but then I wanted public company experience. Like I wanted to understand what, like, 
what all the ticker meant and like what like the stock stuff is. And I just had no knowledge of that. And the opportunity came to work for a, uh, a publicly traded organization. And so I went to dine. Um, I took a year off after working there for close to three years. Um, it just so happens to coincide with the pandemic. So I was freely at home with my children and my husband and just really um, allowed to be safe, luckily. Um, but also it gave me this opportunity to reflect a lot um, on what my purpose in life was and what I'm going to do, you know, like the second half of my life. Um, so time came to going back to work and I worked uh, for the wonderful company, um, family owned, founder led. The Resnicks are wonderful, fantastic, like smart people. Some of the smartest people that I've ever met um, at the wonderful company. And uh, I did corporate communications. And then Sony came calling and um, I joined. <laughs> I didn't think I would go back in entertainment again, uh, but I did. And then um, decided after that, that it was really time to kind of take a step back. And uh, my, my daughter was, uh, she started 12th grade. Um, you know, she told me once, she's like, this could be the last year we would have all these memories together, right? So um, my son was starting in the ninth grade and it just like was the right time for me to take a step back, another step back. And I'm I'm super grateful and um, that I have this opportunity to do so um, and started consulting, which has been so much fun, uh, so much fun because I get to work with so many different companies. Um, and we'll see. We'll see where consulting leads. Um, I do love being in-house. Uh, I find that the way I learn, the way I approach life kind of speaks more to being in-house, but I'm really enjoying consulting at this point. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. You've had a whirlwind of a career. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much for taking us through yeah, that. Sorry, it took so long. Just, oh, no, you know, there's a lot of years in there. <laughs> we appreciate no. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. That's exactly what we want, what we yeah. want to hear and, and what we want to learn from. And um, just to kind of tie it into kind of what we were thinking about for the, for this week's theme or this episode's theme, um, focusing on, on the idea of expanding within roles, right? You've had a couple different roles where you've been there for, for several years. And I noticed as you shared your career journey, you didn't say like what your title was or what your position is. And a lot of people sometimes associate career growth with like the hops up the ladder, right? Or the specific like job tiles or positions or, or promotions. Yeah. But like you've, you've shown, like you had those opportunities where you were able to, where you were able to expand your, like within your current role yeah. and take on a new growth opportunity. So how do you think young leaders in communications can proactively seek out those opportunities to, to expand the work that they're doing without waiting for, you know, a formal promotion or being told, Hey, now it's your job to go and do this. What do yeah. you think? Yeah. What do you think was, was the way that you were able to do that? Yeah, I think um, I, I'll take my son's like he, my son's a soccer player, right? He's a he's a keeper and he's always in the game. And I didn't appreciate this about him, but I think that um, his head is always on every play, even if the, the ball isn't coming to him. Right. And the point in, in that analogy is that you got to remain super curious and in the game constantly, whether or not it's your play or not. Because you can see it from far away. like and, and in fact, and when you're younger in your career, you have the advantage of sitting back just a little bit, right? And seeing all the plays that are happening. And you can identify like, hey, I would do this or that. But the, the point is to remain curious about your business and your industry. 
and to be enthusiastic about it. I love geeking out on stuff. It's just the way I learn. Like I, I want to know, I read the book from like point A to Z. Like that's just, I used to hate that about myself, right? I'm like, oh, I wish I could be like, my husband doesn't read A to Z, but he knows everything. And I wish I, I could be like that, but I just, I have to do that. And that, and, but that allows me to really geek out about something. And I think that when you geek out in your industry um, or your business, what your game, you just know certain things by osmosis, right? And that allows you the opportunity to run up to the ball or not, right? And I, that's how I would approach um, your ability to learn and be in the game, even though you may not have a role just yet, because you will, right? The, the, the ball is coming to you one, one way or another. It will come to you, but you got to keep your head in the game, Um and that would be like my best advice on how to remain, um, to, to make yourself available um, before any promotion is given to you. I love the analogies you're mm-hmm. having your son being a soccer player. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always parallels from different industries and such. Yes. Um, yeah. I love that. Especially um, for someone who didn't come from a sports background. He said, look at you now. I've got plenty of analogies. <laughs> I've got plenty of analogies for you. We're all storytellers, right? Like you find it everywhere. Oh yeah, that's that's innate in our role as communicators. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when identifying these new opportunities to expand within your role, you know, sometimes you would collaborate with your manager and kind of have these one-on-ones to talk about, we you know what more you can do. Do you have any tips on how to effectively communicate? with your manager and how to create new opportunities within your role that, you know, you may have been seeing around um, or are not formally given to you um, in your role. I think the biggest lesson I learned um, maybe in my late thirties was to never make it about myself. And I think it's very easy when you're, when you are thinking about your career that it's, you know, you center your career in it, but I would just flip that just a little bit where don't make it about yourself. It's not about you collaborating. It is you understanding the business so that you are ready to be able to support and, um, and collaborate with your manager. So I would just say, you know, do some reflection and, and take yourself out of it. Look mm-hmm. at it from the big picture of the business and the industry and the trends and how you can support that. I think managers, um, managers hear that very well. Um, mm-hmm. If you can just allow them that space to see how you, that one, you understand the business, uh, two, you care about the business and that it is about the business for you. Um, mm-hmm. I think you would have a bigger opportunity to be heard, um, than when it's like, Hey, it's about me. And, you know, and this is a whole lesson in life anyways, but, um, just don't make it about yourself. Make it about the business, how you can contribute to that. And also do your research. Like yeah. just, just geek out on that. Like just. <laughs> I just really believe in doing your research. Yeah. I love that sentiment because I feel like people in our generation kind of forget that we are part of a collective business in a group and it's very, it can be a very independent path for some people our age who really just want to move up the ladder very quickly without considering, you know, we are just a team player and it's all about just this community that we're a part of. And I think doing that research is like super important. (laughs) Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I think a lot of things that, um, now I just sound old, like the younger generation. I, I admire, <laughs> I admire um, your ability to really stand up for a lot of things. And I think mm-hmm. there is so much room for that. And I think we can all learn from each other. 
from it and your your ability to like like get to the heart of the issue right away is very powerful and I think that's folks from my generation I, I like to you know think that I'm Gen X um, can can learn from that right but the opposite could be the same too is that it just really isn't about me all the time mm-hmm. um, and that's powerful too yeah. So we've talked about, you know, research is definitely like a, a superpower, a skill, right? Having that curiosity and understanding the knowledge. Um, but as well with with the different opportunities you've had, there's obviously like times where your role expanded or like when you were launching those corporate practices, there were probably some new skills you had to learn and incorporate along the way. Do you have any specific habits or tips you'd share about ways you know, when you were moving into uh, an area that was, you know, maybe less familiar and, and as you were, you know, researching or arming yourself with that knowledge, yeah. what were the ways that you were able to develop the new skills that were required or, or just level up? Yeah. Um, you know, because my background wasn't in communication, my background was really storytelling and journalism, right? I didn't have certain um, habits right away of, you know, plans and comms plan and strategy plan and all this other plan, right? Like that was actually new to me learning that in my um, like mid of my career, or, you know, late to well, mid of my career, learning to create a process that I can present to my managers to see, you know, to, to illustrate the strategy behind that. It wasn't enough for me just to have it in my head and know how to like navigate it, but I need to put that out there on paper. So the biggest skill I have to level up, I would say, um, in my career has been to put that strategy plan together, but do it in a way that was so succinct because we can get really verbose, <laughs> you know, but it, it writing, um, writing succinctly, writing, um, you know, with shorter sentences, highlighting the key, just learning how to communicate um, the way that, I actually didn't, I, the opposite of the way I learned how to communicate and how to write and tell stories. It was complete opposite of that. So that was my biggest, um, the one of the biggest skills I had to learn and level up as I was growing in my career. And also making, you know, making a case for something. It wasn't just good enough for me to say, hey, I really think this is happening and you should do it because my gut tells me, you know, and I'm really good at my, yeah, I have great intuition. It just wasn't good enough anymore. Um, And it had to be proved out and using data, um, using data as part of that was big for me. And I think it actually could be fun in storytelling. I, I really love the ability to use data in storytelling. Um, and I learned that like more mid in my career, you know, before it was just like, hey, just trust me. And that was just not enough, you know? Totally. I feel like we've been kind of going through that era with like new tools. Like, of course, you know, throughout your career, you've probably seen um, brands take on, you know, the social media era and how to like go about that. And now it's like now we're in this AI era and there's so much like conflicting data points. But I still feel like it's something that a lot of brands and um, and communicators are still, you know, playing the field in and having that data, having that research. Yeah, I think it's just important to keep, always keep your eye on the pulse of what's going on because things are happening so rapidly in our industry nowadays with new technology. And it's like it's hard to keep up, but sometimes taking in, you know, bite sizes every day is is going to help to make sure that you're the thought leadership or you're the thought leader to your clients right. and you can kind of help lead them in that direction. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. It moved. I mean, it moves so fast, Caroline. Like I. I remember being one of the first 
people at the Dodgers to receive an email address. And, <laughs> and I was, they're like, wow, you get email access and like, you know, the internet access. And then I remember when, I mean, you know, it just moves so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what's important is you got to take a step back though. I mean, this whole AI thing is what I've learned is it, it's so easy to like jump on a bunch of, you know, bandwagon and all that. And it, you do have to keep updated. Mm-hmm. But the key thing is to understand the business, right? When you're tapped into the business and you're, you know, your ball knowledge, as my, my son likes to say, you got to keep all your ball knowledge. But it is like, it's really about understanding the business and how the business, you can weave that together with whatever technology is out there. It has to start with what the goal of the business is, right? Um, yeah. Totally gotta have that north star mm-hmm. <laughs> um so before we get into some rapid fire questions i just wanted to ask if you had any final advice or words of encouragement for our, our emerging leaders looking to expand within their role before their next promotion wow. um gosh I, I really do love the way the current your your peers and your cohort uh, of leaders are really impacting the world because it has made I know it's made it's it's holding up a mirror to my generation of comms folks. Um, Sometimes it's frustrating because we're like, wait, (laughs) we didn't do that. Um, (laughs) But then it also holds us accountable too, and just a reminder that things are always changing and it keeps us on our toes. So there's, I think what you guys are doing at this point is there's a lot of things for us to learn from as well. Um, But I think the the some of the few things that I've learned in life, and I, I tell my kids this, I, I try to tell myself this, is that be okay with failing when you're much younger in your career, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're under the care of people you trust. Um, it, it feels like crap sometimes when you're like, oh, I didn't get this hit, I didn't get that. The met- mm-hmm. I mean, don't fail all the time, right? But but it, it really is like when you are with an organization that you know they care about you and are there to help you grow your career, like sometimes it's okay to take that risk that maybe you like thought twice about, right? Like take these calculated risks because if you fail under the folks who care about you, like you're going to grow so much further. The key there is to learn and acknowledge it, right? But like there's something so safe and so powerful and empowering now that I think back and reflect on my career, um, to be able to fail, I, I'm sure I failed so many times. I just didn't know it because these people cared so much about my career um, mm. that, you know, they they allowed for that. Um, but yeah, be okay with it um, and forgive yourself for that. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, connect your function with the real world. I think, <laughs> I think like... Um, Oftentimes, I recall when I, I, it was just, again, being centering myself and my own story in the world that I didn't see the function of the world around me. And I could not, I could have been a better um, communicator if I were able to connect my, my work um, and who I, what I thought to the world around me. Um, so just being aware of that, which I think your generation does really, really well. Um, so I would say, yeah, just keep doing that. You're all good. That's great. I really like that aggressive, you know, be aggressive, support aggressive. It's kind of like 
you know, taking the training wheels off when you're riding a bike, right? And just like, go Absolutely. for it. Cause you have to, you know, the more you risk, but with that safety net, right? Like that can really open yeah. up some, some cool opportunities for you. So that net it, gets thinner and thinner as you, you go all there, right? You yeah. Know, go, you, go big yeah. while you can. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cool. Well, now we've got a couple rapid fire questions for you. Just uh, some, yeah. some get to know you questions. So Fine. feel free to just answer this in a sentence or so. And first, uh, what's your favorite dish of all time? Okay. So this is a, my husband owned a restaurant and my husband's Mexican and I'm Vietnamese. So we, he has this dish called Bumria that he created. Mm -hmm. It's Bumbawe and a, a mix with birria. So Ooh. there, it, so basically it's birria with like Vietnamese vermicelli noodles. Wow. And it's, it's the best. Um, oh my gosh. I've been seeing so much fusion amazing. between like yeah. Spanish foods and Asian foods. I've been seeing like birria pho. It's insane. Yes. <laughs> I will send you a picture of his famous, I mean, he gets requests for Christmas uh, around <laughs> Christmas time. Like our house turns into a bungria factory. I mean, it's legit delicious. So Wow. That yeah. sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so good. Um, what's a film or a show that maybe changed your life? Um, so 2020, back in the day, there was a news back, show. Back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, there was a new show called 2020 with Barbara Walter. And mm. that changed my, that changed my life. I loved the storytelling aspect of it. And that's what I wanted to be. Oh, and nice. I didn't do it. So <laughs> there you go. Um, is there, I know you're in, in LA, but is there a favorite season of the year that you like? That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I didn't know there were seasons until uh, <laughs> I, I traveled a little bit more, yeah. but it used to be spring, but now I've discovered fall. <laughs> wow. Imagine that. Um, so I love fall and mm -hmm. um, I go to the mountains in Lake Arrowhead to um, experience the fog and the smell of the pine. And there's something oh. just so beautiful um, about fall. Uh, yeah, I love mm -hmm. fall too. I feel like living in Florida too, it's like so rare sometimes to get yeah. any sort of anything below like 75 degrees. And it's starting to get a little cooler nowadays and it's, oh, I'm living it. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Love that. How about, are there any favorite brands that you're currently admiring or watching and, and really impressed by? Yeah, there, there's this one organization, <laughs> super nerdy, um, but it's called Guild Education. I may be saying it wrong. G-U-I-L-D. Mm -hmm. um, they basically are a, um, a third-party education supporter for big businesses, right? To upskill, to help upskill employees um, as like the the job market changes and everything. The reason why I'm so obsessed with them is that they really know who they are. Everything that they put out from like the, the, the thought pieces that they have to um, even their sizzle reel, it's just, they just know who they are. And mm -hmm. I appreciate brands who, who can do that. They don't overpromise. They're like, and they have a point of view. So that's one brand that I've been really like following for the last several years. And I've seen them like move and rebrand a little bit. It's like, I just, I just think they do such a good job in telling who they are. I love that. I have to look mm -hmm. them up. Yeah, I love a brand that they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then last question, I know you started out in journalism and now, you know, moved up into the PR kind of realm, but what would you do if you didn't work in communications? Okay. So I've been lucky enough where 
I've actually have done it um, throughout my career as a communicator, right? So I've owned businesses. Mm. I've owned a couple of nail salons, <laughs> as one does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've owned, um, you know, my husband and I had a restaurant. We had an event space. So like the entrepreneurial part of me has been very mm. satisfied even while I was doing communications. Um, the one thing I have not yet done and uh, is to finish to be a children's book author. Um, my oh. son and I collaborated on this book or the story. Actually, he told me when he was seven and I recorded. I have a daughter too. It just so happens that all your question <laughs> relates, so it <laughs> relates to my son. My daughter's fantastic. <laughs> She's freaking awesome. Um, so, but it, it's this beautiful story that he told me because we were just spitballing and I've yet to finish that. And that's, that will be what I will be doing. Um, soon. Right. Thank you so much again, Tian, for joining us today on our Talking Points podcast with the Playing Center. We really appreciate all the insights you gave us into your career and how, you know, our emerging leaders can kind of approach that expansion in their role as, you know, they wait for their next big opportunity. But um, we appreciate your time and thank you to our listeners who joined in. And with that, we'll see you in our next episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was Talking Points powered by the Planck Center. You can find the resource guide for this episode on plankcenter.ua.edu under free resources. And you can subscribe for more episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or for the video versions, follow us on YouTube at the Planck Center. You can also find Planck Center content on Instagram at Planck Center PR and on LinkedIn at the Planck Center. Talk to you soon.